Join me right now back on the show is UFC featherweight prospect Julio Arce. What's going on, Julio? What's up, my man? How you doing? Good, 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 man. Um, Before we get into, you know, your recent fights, let's go back to 2007, 2011. In that time frame, you know, you went on a legendary amateur run. How beneficial was it for you to have an amateur career before entering the pro ranks because a lot of guys nowadays they just jump right into the pros yeah i know like for me it was actually i took a long road like i look i had i was 13 fights at the new york city golden gloves i did kickboxing i had about 13 fights in kickboxing so i was doing every discipline to make sure that when i went pro you know, it w- I wasn't just one dimensional, like just good at wrestling or just good at, you know, jujitsu or just good at striking. I had to be good all around. And that's why, the, you know, like in the amateurs, gather as much experience as you can. So then when you go pro, you're comfortable in every area of the of the fight. So it was I mean, it was like insane amounts of experience. And I loved every minute because I was fighting like every week, every like every month like it was always fighting 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 so it helped me really prep for the for the pros and even look even as a as a pro i had to do a lot of fights before you know eventually getting that call into the ufc do you see a lot of guys kind of jumping in too quickly into the pros nowadays i i you know i i think so but also like uh what you're also seeing here is just a big a big like evolution in the game in this game and I look like now, like some people are so much more well-rounded than before. Before it was like, you're good at wrestling. Okay, we'll just teach you how to use your, you know, big overhands, and a couple punches. And I right, jump in there pro and just go. But then that would be like the beginning of the end for their career. Because they'll start doing good until you face that one person that just catches you. And then you're like, oh, you know, what? I don't want to do this anymore. So, you know. Before some people jump in too soon, I think still think some people jump in there too soon. But like you know, now it's but now when you see the people that are taking their time and that they're coming up, you know they're getting really good because it's just the game just keeps evolving. The sports just constantly growing. It shows you that you do need to have a good coaching staff around you to kind of guide yeah. you properly. If you don't, you're gonna jump in, and even though you have so much potential, you might just quit in the beginning because you was just too fast for you, right? Yeah. You know, you don't want to get thrown under the bright lights too fast where then you crumble. And, you know, that's why I'm very thankful for my coaches, for, for Tiger Shulman's for doing that for me. They're like, he's like, look, you don't need to rush to get into the UFC. It's like, get at least 10 fights, 10 pro fights, you know, get some pro kickboxing in there and just get in there, get all the experience that you can. So then when you go into the bright lights, you're not going to like just shut down and then you can't perform. It's like you're going to go in there, you're going to fight, you're going to feel comfortable. All right. Well, let's talk about your last appearance, UFC mm-hmm. Rochester. You got back in the win column with an impressive third round knockout. First head head kick KO of your career, but also against a taller guy. How crazy is that? I know. I do was six feet tall. Holy crap. <laughs> Couldn't believe it. Insane. <laughs> Were you but practicing was, the head kicks like in yeah. camp? Yeah, we were working, trying to you know like uh, throwing you know throwing the kicks in every different areas, you know front kicks to the body, low kicks, and just really mixing it up. And at one point during during the I think it was the second round or maybe the first round, I know I hit him with a head kick before there, 
And he kind of just took it, which I was like, all right, you know, like he's going to eat. He's eating those. And then when he kind of pressed me up on the cage, I went left hand, left leg. So just like kind of hide behind, hide the kick behind that punch. And it just landed flush, especially like, you know, after like going back and forth for first and second round. I'm like, all right, he's not going to let's hide this kick behind it. Like boom, boom. And then he went down. Yeah. That, that kick was just so fluid, man. Like it was just like effortless in a way. It just hit like the perfect spot. It seemed like, because it, he was out. Yeah. He went like, it just, he just went down, but it was great. I mean, it was like, it was just all about the setup and all just about putting all the, all the practice, you know, out, out there, you know, making go live. All right. Well, after fighting Julian Erosa, did you expect to come back earlier or was UFC 244 on home turf the card you always wanted to, you know, get on? Yeah, I always want to fight at the garden. You know, that's always great. I mean, I, I did it last year and I, you know, I want to be in, uh, in New York again because it's, you know, it's home turf. And I was going to get in there before, but a couple of injuries held me back. So I, you know, I didn't want to go in there compromised and then, you know, put like my career, my fight career like that on, you know, in jeopardy. So I'm like, okay, you know, let me heal up and I'll come back and I'll be there. I'll be ready to fight. You know, I was supposed to fight uh, Hakeem in, um, was it when Holloway fought uh, Edgar? I was supposed to fight him. Oh, that in car. Edmonton. Yeah. And I was like, you know, it's like, look, it's, it's. Like, I'm down to fight him, but I just can't do it now. It's like, I just fought, like, a month ago, and I'm still healing up. You know, it like, it wasn't, it, it's not like it was a, a quick knockout victory where I was like, okay, I'm ready to go. It's like, no, you know, I, I did sustain some damage. So, you know, I wanted to go heal up. And I'm like, look, if you just push it back, I'll fight him at, 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 fight him at the Garden. I'll fight him later on. But it doesn't matter. Eventually, me and him, we're going to cross paths one way or the other, whether it was at the top or now. So it's like, I'm like, Okay, just give me a little more time and I'll be and I'll be good to go. Yeah, it's refreshing to see that, you know, you take your career, you know, very seriously because the other guys are they have that mentality of like, you know, I don't care if I'm injured. I'm just going to fight anyways. But, you know, you're at that age where you do need to take the proper make the proper decisions to kind of further your career and make it longer, last longer. Right. Yeah. Then then look, it's not like everyone they've, they've been giving me to fight i'm 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 in there and i'm showing up i'm 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 giving it my all you know whether it was you know my first three victories and then then that my other fight that i it was a bloodbath in there like i still showed up to still showed up to fight so it was like okay let me just i was after this i'm like let me just heal up i want to go in there and really fight this guy at 100% of what i got not at 65 or 70 percent thing like oh, i don't want to, i don't want to, it's like this i'm, I'm risking it i'm like no i want to give him i want him to fight me at 100 percent. i want him to fight me i mean i want i want to fight him at 100 percent too and then that will make that makes a better a better fight at that uh ufc that you were supposed to fight hakeem he actually fought a japanese opponent hori did you catch that fight and how did you think yeah. what did you think about the performance it was a pretty good fight it was a good fight. You know, look, uh, Hori was, uh, he, he, he moves around a lot. He was bouncing from side to side, which like, I know like it's, a uh, it's kind of like if I, an old fight, uh, one of my teammates, he fought, uh, Horiguchi and like mm -hmm. Horiguchi moves around a lot. And so was this guy. So of course it's kind of like frustrating because if you just rush in and this guy's moving, he's just going to automatically just stop out of nowhere and just crack you with something. So it's like, you got to be patient with fights like that. You know, although you're trying to make it like a dog fight or whatever type of fight you're trying to make it, 
you know, with a person that's moving around like that, it's like you just got to be patient and then just kind of when you're ready, that's you land a shot, which is exactly what he did. And then, you know, he finished them. So it's it was very interesting fight to see, though. I mean, that guy was moving around a lot. Yeah, he was he was doing his best Machida. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, Hakeem, he's a he's a good striker, but your roots are with the world famous Tiger Shulman. How do you rate his striking ability? Hey, he's he's a well known striker. Like I know he's uh he's had a lot of Muay Thai experience, and you know all I know is it's gonna be an awesome scrap. I just cannot wait to go into battle. You know, look, we go in there, it's just like, we're just going to showcase everything that we got. And I can't wait to let it all out on that cage. Yeah, it is going to be a great matchup. Do you see this as an opportunity to kind of show some new tricks that you have uh, developed on the feet against uh, Hakeem? Yeah, you know, I'm going to get to really showcase a lot more because each time, like each fight is like just about, each fight that I have, it's, you know, I, 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 rewatch it i take from it like what can i do more what can i do better and just constantly looking to improve so in this fight i'm looking to do even more than what i did last fight and like each time just get better and better and better so i'm gonna have a couple of tricks up my sleeve tygo schulman you know everybody knows the impact that he has had on you and everybody else but who are the other coaches at tygo schulman that have developed you that have molded you and you know over the years like besides you know uh, Shion Daniel Tiger Showman's and uh, Ronnie Showman. You know, also we have our boxing coach Ray Velez, um, our wrestling uh, coach or Rusty Reed, and also you know a person who's been uh, really my main instructor and has been like a like a father figure to me. His name is uh, Brian Godhoffer. Mm. He's like you know he he brought me from you know the level of a white belt to a black belt and kind of just like really showed me a lot. He guided me through like a lot of places in my life, which is, you know, which is a lot. And like all of them as a team, you know, brought me to this level, which is an achievement on its own because I started with them as just, you know, this fat chubby kid, you know, with a white belt. And now, you know, like I'm at this level. So it's like, I was, you know, they bred me to get to this level. And then even after this, after fighting, eventually, you know, they still set me up to, have you know like be able to run my own school and so i'm financially set where it's you know i have something after fighting as well so you know between all of them it's been uh it's been you know it's it's been an amazing it's just like the guidance you know the mentors like they've been just such great mentors to me and they helped me achieve so much through this journey do you see you know, right now at your gym, you know, you're teaching classes. Do you see the next Julio Arce in the crowd? Yeah, sometimes I do. You know, sometimes <laughs> you see them at a super young age and you're like, yeah. man, if they stick it out, they're going to have so much potential. And, you know, look, I, I, I was the 1% of, of our school that wanted to take it to a further level. You know, most of the people like, you know, like, look, we don't have a fight. Like, we're not a fight school. We are, you know, martial arts for the for the average person who wants to get in shape or kids who want to learn how to protect themselves, you know, and just so people get in shape and they learn self-defense. And like I said, I was the 1% who took it further. And I see a couple of, you know, up and comers who want to be, who want to take it that to that same level. So I'm like, Hey, look guys, just put in the work, put in the time, let yourself be coached and your guys are going to get there. Like trust the process. Yeah. You're, you're paying it back, you know, 
from what your coaches did for you, you're paying it back eventually for yeah. the, the next generation, which is, which is lovely to see, man, especially, you know, martial arts. That's what it's all about. Yeah. I love it. Love it. Just keep passing down knowledge. Now, before heading into training camp for this upcoming fight, did you focus on anything in particular, any aspect of your skill set? Yeah. You know, like I went back to polish my basics, you know, really up the wrestling even more. And like I said, it's just like upping everything. You know, I also have, uh, I've also been really smart with, because uh, even though I'm, up, I'm upping my training, it's also keeping myself safe. And, you know, it's like, like, look, I'm, I'm wrestling, I'm boxing, I'm kickboxing, I'm doing jujitsu, I'm hitting strength and conditioning. And through all that, you know, like there's going to be days where you just feel like you're like, oh my God, I feel like I, I'm kind of burnt out. So it's like also taking the proper steps to being shown like how to recover more. That's been a major key you know, letting your body recover after grueling training sessions so you don't get injured, so you can really perform the next time, you know, not just go off, oh, I'm just going to toughen it out. And then it's like, ah, oh, now, now I can't fight because I'm hurt because I was being stupid. Like, no, like really taking the time to recover correctly, taking the proper steps to make sure my training is successful all the way, injury-free, you know, and training smarter, especially as we're getting older. Well, you know, in this fight, do you want to, get into a dog fight again or do you want to get in there and get that 10 second five second knockout what is it what is the plan for you you know what I, I i never it's like wherever the fight goes whatever happens happens so it's like we'll see you know look it could be quick it could be a dog fight it could be you know one-sided but all i know is it's going to be an exciting fight. It's going to be an exciting night because I'm super pumped that we're going to be in like one of the biggest fight cards of the year. So especially, and I got my two teammates fighting too. I got Lyman mm. and Shane. So it's even better. Well, it looks like you might be kicking off the, sh the whole show, right? So you get to fight and then you could kind of just relax and watch the whole card for the rest of yeah. the night. How, how good I would that I'm, feel? I think I'm like the, I'm, I'm, I'm like the second or third fight. I'm yeah. not sure yet. So I'm like, that's awesome. Look, I go fight and then again get to enjoy the rest of the night watching everybody else fight and watching people perform and just experiencing everything. In the main event of UFC 244, you got the BMF title coming up, Jorge Masvidal versus Nate Diaz. How do you think this fight is going to play out? Oh, uh, I I feel like this fight is going to it's going to go it it might go to the fourth round because it's going to be a dog fight that's gonna be a scrap so i i picture just it's gonna be like people are gonna be on the edge of their seats whether it goes even whether it goes one round five rounds two rounds like if people are gonna be on the edge of their seat because these guys like i said these guys are they're they're not here to impress they're just here to fight like you got two like people that are just born to fight and they're gonna go at it you're part of the you know, the, the up-and-coming crew of the featherweight division, UFC 245 in early December. The title be up for grabs. You got Max Holloway facing off against Alexander Volkanovsky. You know, what is your breakdown of that fight, and, and do you have a prediction? You know what? I, I'm, like, I'm a big fan of uh, Max Holloway. You know, like, one, I met him I met him when I first fought in Boston. Dude was, like, the freaking nicest dude ever, coolest dude. So, you know, I'm rude. I'm always rooting for for Max Holloway, and one day, you know, hopefully, I'll get to fight him if he's, you know, if he's still around. But uh, 
yeah, you know, I feel like Max Holloway is going to just come in with another smart game plan. You know, that dude is on a, a on a very high level right now, and he always comes up with really good strategies to try and just take this fight. Whether it's like I said, whether it's making a scrap or just technically just picking people apart. But you can't underestimate Volkanovski. That dude's got some he got some power, and he's aggressive. He's been bringing it too. So you got a hungry young line versus somebody who's already like a vet in the game. So let's see what happens, whether it's experience or, you know, the other guy just really just wanting it more. It's going to be who wants it more. One last thing before I let you go. You know, there's many different types of competitors in, mm. you know, in MMA competition. Do you consider yourself a martial artist or a prize fighter? Um, I consider myself more, more of a martial artist than a prize fighter. Look, eventually I'll get to the level of being a prize fighter. But I'm more of a martial artist. I follow, you know, like my path. This is literally what I live, what I live my life every single day. Look, I train, I train for my fights, and then I go teach martial arts all day at my school. It's in Bayside, Queens. So, you know, like I live the life. I live the life of a martial artist, and I want to leave with a, a good example for all my students. I don't want to be a prize fighter. I don't want to have to, you know, talk crap about anybody. That's not who I am. I just like being, you know, you know, honorable way. It's like, okay, we're, we're agreeing to fight. We're going to meet in that octagon and we're going to leave it all there on that mat. And then whatever happens, look, I always hold my head up high and I'm just going to go in there and just go. And then I want my students to learn from that. That it's like, no, if this, where it's tough, whatever happens, like, just don't give up. Keep pushing forward. Keep pushing forward. You want something, go out and get it. You better, you have to work hard for it. All right. Well, November 2nd, UFC 244, Madison Square Garden. Julio, I always appreciate the time. You know, good luck on the fight and and have a you know fun rest of the year. Have a have a happy holidays. You too, my man. Enjoy. Have a happy holidays. Thank you for having me.